0: Are we are we recording? You have the button. I pressed the button, Tom. I am asking if it is recording on your end to make sure it's <laughs> it
1: sounded working. More rhetorical. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am recording. Quite, quite sassy Good. tonight, Josh, Good, aren't you? He is. Got his yeah. sassy pants on.
2: I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I I I feel like I'm in a normal mood. Am I not normally? No, I, I, normally I, I, like I you know, I
2: was gonna say look, yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't calm down, I'd be like, geez, why, wind your neck in, Josh. Come on, <laughs> be professional. <laughs> right, well,
0: I'll bear it in mind. Yeah. I'll bear it in mind. Hello and welcome to the Lucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Ben Porter. Hello. uh, Tom Mannering. Hi. And myself, Josh Hartley. How are we doing? And based on feedback from previous episodes, (laughs) I am directing this at Ben first of all. To be clear, I am asking Ben how he is doing first and then we'll move on to Tom. I was that ready. I
1: was ready to rip into you. I was like, I was waiting. I was poised. So, sorry, Tom. I think I think Josh
2: said I was supposed to speak there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to speak.
0: Yeah, no. apologies. Yeah, until... yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
2: We have these rules for a reason. All right.
0: So sorry, Ben. Before you were rudely interrupted yeah. there.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm good. I've uh, just been. Uh, obviously, the you know Scotland were still in full lockdown, so. I've just been uh, working away and looking after a toddler. That's pretty much been yeah. my week.
0: Painting paint tanks this week.
2: Yeah, painting tanks. Um, I, I painted a, a fishman in between that though. He was quite uh, well received. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. little.
0: Uh, so this is for uh, we're gonna we're gonna give this game a go soon. Carnival. Yeah, carnival. Um, is he part of the Starter? Yeah, he is. is, he is. He, uh, so it's the... Yeah. Um,
2: there's... Uh, you've got Rashar, which are like... Um, they're basically like the Church of Dagon, sort of Lovecraft uh, faction. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Guild, which are you know, totally not Assassin's Creed. <laughs> assassins.
0: <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give that... A, we'll have a crack at that at some point soon. Uh, Tom, how, how have you been this week?
1: I'm alright, I'm alright. Yeah, I've uh I've been uh pretty RP centric uh since the last episode running games and prepping games and all that jazz, doing my GM duties uh and uh keeping busy.
0: Yeah, how is the um you've got two Pathfinder campaigns on the go at the moment, but one is coming to starting to come to a close is that
2: right yeah
1: age's end is is on its last sort of chapter i suppose would be the, mm-hmm. the best way to put it it's going slowly because it's high level <laughs> pathfinder so yeah. it's pretty much like if there's a combat that is the session that one combat will you, you, will take you up the said majority to me the before
2: there's quite a lot of number crunching in pathfinder endgame mm-hmm.
1: definitely yeah i mean we're we're I think they're about level fourteen now, with a couple of ranks of mythic, which is my own uh, sort of cross that I put on my back. Um, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of extra numbers added onto it, um, yeah. but it's going well. Good, good stuff. How are you, Josh? So, oh,
0: thank you. Um, uh, and no and, one cares, yeah, right? Um, next,
1: next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs>
0: Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to the Slagging Josh Hour, where wherein uh, Ben and Tom ruthlessly slag me for for the next hour. Um, ben, Tom, uh, no, gotta direct this, haven't I? Gotta direct this. <laughs> Someone, Tom, how do you plan on slagging me for for the next
2: hour?
1: I find, like, a slow burn is the way to do it. You know, it's kind of (laughs) like how you do a workout. You know, you want to just keep a steady pace with, like, little spikes in there. But this is
2: where me and Tom have a good synergy because, like, you know, I'll just come in, like, full force. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, while you're distracted by, like, you know, is Tom going to make fun of him here? I'll just come in with, like, you know, a sucker punch. That's it.
1: While I'm while I'm just working on the body. Just a slow slow gentle punches yeah. just to keep you keep Stooges you busy. The
2: ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, life's good. <laughs> 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 news. Let's let's do the news this week. Uh what are we gonna start with? Uh we've we've got a new miniature revealed for Warhammer Cursed City. Yep. Um, um Ben, do you wanna do you wanna tell us about yeah, this? Yeah,
2: i t- I'll take this one. Uh, so uh, cursed city. For anyone who doesn't know, it's um, it's an upcoming Warhammer Quest board game. So they they've done they've done a few of these now. Uh, um, well, I mean, like if you want to, you know, get into the whole history of it, Warhammer Quests are pretty pretty old thing. But recently, you've had the mm-hmm. Silver Tower. Then they did Shadows over Hammerhall, which was a weird one because you needed to have a GM. And then yeah, uh, Blackstone Fortress, which was uh, set in in forty k, uh, and now we've got Curse City, which is like full on Gothic horror, uh, vampires galore, and of course we're go- we're going back to uh, the world of the a- uh, of the Age of Sigmar. Uh, so they they've, re- they've revealed a new player character, yeah. um, and her name is where is it? Just you, you see a bunch of elven words, and you just think, right? I don't know what's a place name, what's a spell, and what's an actual person's name. So, Qu-Quelathus,
0: Quelathus,
2: Well, it starts with a Q, so.
0: Apologies to, uh, apologies to any elves <laughs> that might be listening, and we're pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Actually no, we're not we're not apologizing to the elves. Forget those those people.
0: Oh well uh I've stirred up this again. Yeah.
1: Whew
0: Couple of jokes like political a New New World of the Beard <laughs> Um
2: But yeah, so um, so she, but no, she 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 does yeah, look awesome. She she's like uh, we, I think we said this before about Curse City that it's nice that they're bringing back traditional undead and traditional vampires and veering away from this need to make everything totally unique uh, to to Games Workshop games. Yeah, for sure. And like she, she's like a, an old school uh, wood elf, which is nice to see again.
0: I can imagine it's been a, like a real nice palate cleanser for a lot of the designers that are working on this project because you know Age of Sigma. Uh, has a very like it, it's got a very unique sort of aesthetic to a lot mm. of it right it doesn't quite look like most fantasy so I, I imagine a lot of the guys uh who've been uh working on this are quite quite just enjoying doing like oh i get to do normal skeleton warriors hey <laughs>
2: like, yeah i think so and I, I mean like you say normal mm. skeleton warriors but everything we've seen from this game so far looks amazing
0: Sorry, yes. I I, um, I don't know what the right word would be, but like, you know, standard Just put some
1: weapon. poor GW sculptor listening to The Unlucky Frog, just single tier. Yeah. As Josh, just, just. They're not just normal skeleton warriors. I spent weeks.
2: Well, those, they
0: look really good. Are oh, you making me feel it's just like, now. Well, my day <laughs> with
1: my life. Yeah. Josh, I thought you'd see it of all people. <laughs>
0: Mister Sculptor, or oh, Mister Sculptor. I'm really sorry. I I didn't uh, like. They look great. They look great. Um, back back to back to sensible discussion. Um, with the pace of uh, reveals for this, when do we reckon this? Do do we reckon this is going to be their summer release?
2: I think it might be sooner. It's me, right. I think we might be looking at uh, really? late spring. Yeah, yeah. Because they they fair they enough. say that um, if it goes up in a preview, it's usually about three months away from release, right? Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. I
2: okay, think you'll be looking at
1: late spring, early summer. Be my bet. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, we'll we'll give you more news on that as it comes out. And just uh, the other bit of GW related news this week: uh, uh, the force, the Hedenites of, of Slaanesh, and the uh, daughters of Cain go up for pre-release this weekend Yeah, so, it's so ba- can...
2: basically sexual deviance and sexual deviance um, it's, it's a sex slight, party! slightly different flavours <laughs> of them
0: yeah the, uh, the endless spells for the daughters of Cain look really cool
1: do you know it's, it strikes me as a bit I don't know whether it's funny or ironic or what but that they're pre-orders for this weekend which is Valentine's Day are the slaneshi miniatures like that is that intentional like if it is
0: we we they've confirmed that they've a lot of these orders uh, uh, a lot of the releases that they're doing right now were intended to come out sooner so i don't think it was intended but it it was fated to be right
1: It's like, hey honey, I'd, I'd like this person strung
2: up on a flesh harp as uh yeah. as my romantic no, no, Day. Something says it. I love you like a flayed person used as a musical instrument.
0: <laughs> wearing stockings. They're yeah. always wearing well, stockings course. as
2: yeah. well.
1: Hey mate, yeah. if you're gonna do that, you know, you gotta commit. You go. Like you don't half arse <laughs> that. That's a an all in situation. <laughs> what,
2: what what do you think of the, cool. the new Slanesh models?
1: I really like them, actually. Um, I think they are... They're not a faction I would be comfortable owning. <laughs> um, if, if I'm honest. Uh, but I do think they are really nice models. It's just like, you know, you imagine like you you bring someone back to the house and like, here's all my models, you know, and you show them your, your beautiful, uh, you know, space marines or your fantasy figures. And then it's like, and there's the uh, sexual deviance uh, miniatures mm. that I've been working on. And they're just like,
0: <laughs> I mean, I I I think they look really great. Um, it's not again, it's not a faction that I would collect, but this makes me excited for the possibilities of what they could potentially do. For I, I I'm, heard that I'm, I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm just imagining
2: Tom bringing his date, you know, back to the house and like, you know, she looks through, <laughs> looks through the Warhammer collection, and it's like, you know, she see sees the the armored. You know, slanesh dudes. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're kind of goofy. And then, then she sees like the archer hose that they've just come out with. And like, oh, okay, but but weird. And then, and then she, and then she gets to the the goat men in stockings with crab claws. <laughs> 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 just, I'll get my coat. Yeah, I, I'm out. This is too much for Texts me. Tastes
0: a friend immediately. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Spare. <It's>
0: <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was um, I am looking forward to seeing if they uh, give a similar sort of treatment to Emperor's Children in Warhammer 40K. I think that would be really interesting and cool, just to or just like you, you want to see Space Marines
1: to... in stockings. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, it's a, it's you walked that one. It's it's a design challenge. Uh, it's a design challenge
1: <laughs> no one again that, that gw
0: sculptor's like come on josh you're killing me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yes so uh go over to uh the website to uh order your sexual deviance if uh, if that's if that's what you want to do this valentine's day so enjoy uh, we have some other uh, bits and pieces of news to talk about. Um, w- there's been a Witcher-based tabletop game revealed.
2: Yeah, and and it's not by Coolmany or not Steamforged, which I think is the biggest news.
0: So, every, high fives all around! Yeah. Like, oh, like, celebration
2: yes. galore! Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna. I'm 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 gonna confess I have never played any of the Witcher video games I've never read the books, uh, and I watched two episodes of the TV series and got distracted by something. What's
2: wrong with you? Like, can I'm, I'm yeah, just, dude, uh, come on. Just gonna hit. <laughs> with that. I watched two episodes of this awesome show
1: and I got distracted. Hey, by I what? Was say, also, I wasn't was saying it was also, bad. Has I just... not
2: read the books or played the video game, and like you know, it's some of the best fantasy literature out there. And some of the best video games. So, yeah. Um, what can
0: I say? I'm an awful person. Yeah. He calls right, himself a nerd, and,
2: is, and he's know, just This normal. guy's a bigger deviant than all the slanesh stuff we just spoke about. That's, That's
1: just... It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing, really.
0: So the point that I was <laughs> going to make to encourage you to some is... is well, d- like um, it is obviously a beloved franchise. Um, obviously, uh, I wanted to gauge what yeah. your what your experiences with it were. Tell us about how, how much you,
1: you f- love it, Josh. This beloved franchise. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's,
2: it's, 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 it, it's like he tries to be pissed and then just starts giggling.
0: <laughs> Fifteen minutes. That's how long it took for you two to break my spirit this week. Fifteen minutes.
2: Can we have an air horn at this point?
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> throw oh, the air horn
1: in. <laughs> so I think the the Witcher is is great for this kind of stuff, and I'm I'm quite surprised it's taken this long for for something like this to come out. I think that, I'm there, glad there that
2: is it's an come RPG,
1: out. isn't there, though, Tom? There, yeah, but it's not had a lot of support yeah uh, mm-hmm. at this point in time i think it's still fairly days adi- adi- and i'm always a bit wary with like there are certain uh, like licenses that i don't really feel lend themselves that well to an rpg and which is kind of one of them because realistically you your your options are witcher or not a witcher you know there's there's a few like obviously there's some sorcery and things in the setting as yeah. well um but you're you're not you don't have as as wide a breadth you know there's not a lot of like it's not like you can use you know different fantasy races to the same extent because they don't run in the same circles uh Mm -hmm. with with the odd exception um so it's just there's not quite as much material and and it's one of those games that you're going to sit down everyone's going to be like i want to be a witcher because we're playing the witcher rpg Mm -hmm. um but i think this is really good um and I'm I'm hoping it's going to be quite good as well when it actually comes out. It's interesting that they've gone for a, a pre sort of canon setting, haven't they? Where it's before the. I, th- I think so.
2: Is it's, it's called Witcher Old World, so it's like before Geralt and. Uh, yeah, because cause the the whole thing about the um, the time period when we're in the the Witcher, and I think what makes it such an interesting story is that you, you you've you've got the um. The, the sort of rural landscape like Valen, you know, where it's these peasants living out in the woods and it's all very much entrenched in like fairy tales and folklore. But then mm-hmm. you've got the, you know, basically the world of like the, the you know, our, our 1500s sort of starting to swallow all that up. So I, I think going mm-hmm. back to an older time period, it's probably going to be a bit more. Fantastical, because in mm. in in Geralt's world, you've almost got these two parallel worlds, and one of them's being you know squished by.
1: Yeah, because in in his period, correct me if I'm wrong on this, because you're probably a bit more up on the law than I'm. There's not many witches left either, is there? No, yeah, they're they're a, a dying breed.
2: And... Um, you know, same yeah. with the sorceresses and all that. And then even one of the interesting things is that the, uh, the 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 like uh, the the dwarves and the elves have all been forced to band together to try and stay alive because mm-hmm. they're losing all yeah. of their so it, it it's it, it's an interesting thing because parts of the world are so familiar because it, it, you know like even the way the soldiers dress and all that and the way that the, set, the settlements are described it's pretty much just medieval europe mm-hmm. so so you can almost you can almost believe that maybe some of this stuff did exist, and it was all kind of wiped because people are mm-hmm. horrible, and they will just you know run roughshod over everything mm-hmm. in the name of progress. So, mm-hmm. it's it's a great set in The Witcher. It, it's it really is.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it, and I'm as as you said, I'm glad it's not in the hands of uh, Simon or. Uh, <laughs> Steve Forge games. He loves calling it Seamon. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to we went to yeah, yeah, Expo and, and I was like, they, they had their big Seamon banner, and I was like, guys, why is there a, why is there a banner over there that just says Seamon on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, <laughs> mini or not, Tom? Oh, all right, that seems uh, yeah.
2: seems questionable. It, it's it's so weird. We I think we have said it before, but it's so weird that that basically started as a website where people uploaded their minis. And them. I know, right? Yeah. crew arms and legs, yep. that.
0: Uh, it is. It's it's got out of hand, guys. <laughs> it's got well out of hand. <laughs> um, and just before we we kind of get onto our main topic this week, uh, Ben, we we've been sent a uh, game to try out, haven't we?
2: We have, yeah. Um, I've I've actually got it here, so we can maybe get like a wee bit of unboxing ASMR on the go. And let's see yeah. Oh yeah, so, Here we go. So I've been sent a copy.
0: Don't make it creepy, Tom.
2: <laughs> you can almost hear the thighs being rubbed. <laughs> Aww. Mm. <laughs> so I, I've been sent...
0: I have that sound on recording now, Tom, I just want to point
2: out. <laughs> now who's making it creepy? <laughs> <laughs> so... um. This this is a game that's going to be on Kickstarter early March, um, mm-hmm. uh, by a company called The Darkham, and it's it's called Uranus, and you know everyone everyone giggles when you say that, but the the developer is actually playing up to this because uh, I got this little postcard in the box, and it says, "Hi Ben, here's Uranus, from Ellie." Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, comedian <laughs> there. Thanks for that, Ellie. Um, but the so we we haven't met Ellie in the Dark Imp. Um, I think a lot of that is basically to do with the way last year went, right? Because yes, we probably probably would have given that. Um, she's she's based in, Englandshire. But the the thing that I quite like about the Dark Imp games that I've seen is that she's she's got this really cool minimalist art style. That's consistent throughout oh, all that yeah. stuff. So, the the box for a game it's like a it's a white textured box with the dark imp stamped on it. But there's a there's a slip cover, uh, of you know with Uranus and it's got like a little alien on it. And it it's one of these boxes. There's no there's no fantasy flight Trench in it. It's pretty much the size right. that it needs to be. And I think like you know any for anyone like if if you get to a point where you've got quite a few games space starts to come at a premium and, and when you get these games that keep oh, coming yes. in these massive boxes it's it's uh, it's frankly soul destroying um, so it's, it's nice yeah, I don't know what that's like at all <laughs> <laughs> As we look at the shelves
1: behind me and Josh,
2: but yeah, it's um, I'm really looking forward to finally giving it a go because and the, this is when I reveal that I, I was still not managed to play it because lockdown. Um, it is a co-op mm-hmm. game, uh, and it's a it's a minimum of three players, but each of you takes command of an alien race, and you are, I believe, you're racing to get to. Uranus, because your own planets have like ran out of resources, so it's a sort right. of like you know like you're racing against a doomsday clock type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know really neat, really colourful game. Looks really neat. I'm showing the book to the other guys so they can see. Um, yeah. And there's there's quite a few different races to choose from, so we will. And oh yeah, and you got you get these little dry white markers for your boards. Oh it's handy. Yep. So looking forward to eventually giving that a go. Um
1: I like that. I like that it includes stuff like that because that's something that not all games would include. They kinda of expect you to to get that yourself. Your own,
2: yeah. It's a nice little touch. Yeah. It is kinda of cheap when they don't do that though, isn't it? Mm.
1: Oh yeah. Super annoying. It's like when you get the ones where you've got like a scratch pad and you've got like maybe five pages in it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, how long was is that going to last? This?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool, we'll have uh, a game, I guess. Yeah. So I'd, I hadn't, I'd never heard of The Dark Imp until Ellie reached out to us, but I'm I'm, going, I'm probably going to have a look at some of the other games because the um, really impressed with the production quality so far. So that's, uh, yeah. It's a brief little, uh, product review of uh, uranus by the dark imp and ho- hopefully we'll be able to talk to you more about how, how it actually plays soon
0: in a future episode yeah i like cool. it yeah. so um that pretty much covers off the news this week so what we what we thought we'd talk about this week um we were chatting chatting earlier this week about um the difference between PDF rule books and physical, oh, sorry, electronic rule books uh, and uh, physical ones. And um, kind of like just kind of having a, a bit of our preference because I think if, if you weren't to think about it or try and put it into practice, you'd probably think that digital was the way to go. But um, that's not always actually the case as we've found out when we were playing well, for me, anyway, when I found out uh, when I was playing uh, Age of Sigmar Soulbound and trying to trying to load a three hundred odd page PDF while while playing this game takes a little while.
1: Yeah, it's 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 there that it's really kind of come to the the foreground with us, and that's where we were kind of talking about it because obviously we're discussing rebooting that campaign, mm-hmm. and I think it's quite interesting that. Specifically for that one, it's such a big rule book because you know, 350 pages is is a sizable rule book. Very nice rule book as well. A lot of colour, a lot of detail, a lot of art. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've not made it, you know, they've not made a light version of it, they've not made a uh a black and white version of it, they've just mm-hmm. committed to there is the book that we're gonna we're that's going to print, you know, kind of level quality. Um and we're having to get through it. And there's been a couple of times we've kind of been talking to each other and we're like I'm just waiting for this page to load. I'm waiting for the yeah. page to load, you know. And this is on like a PC or a, a tablet or whatever, and it's taking everyone a while. And it's it's kind of prompted this conversation where we've all kind of got opinions that have similarities, but maybe a few contrasts as well uh, in what we kind of feel about it.
2: Well, I, I actually bought the 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 rule book um, because I I think I you know when things do settle down. A little bit. I'll probably run a game of it because uh, I've got mm-hmm. I've got a lot of my my own ideas for some story beats and things like that. So I I, I got the book, oh. but I was so relieved when it actually arrived because it meant I didn't have to use that that PDF anymore. And you know, like <laughs> like you're saying, like ha- having the digital book is useful. I think particularly see for like your character sheets. Just doing like your housekeeping mm-hmm. and that, but in terms of actually consulting stuff, it's one it's one of these ones where just going through the physical rule book it is so much quicker. Even even with the search yeah. function on the PDF.
1: Yeah, I think what what I find a lot and I think the kind of stance I take on it is if I'm running a game or if I'm playing a game, I prefer to have the hardback rule book. Mm. Um for reference um i quite like having a digital copy as well but i prefer to have the hard bike because it is that bit easier even when i'm running star wars online and i have it on my my uh my pc but i prefer to have a physical version of the rule books in front of me um that i can i can refer to because it's just quicker yeah um i find half the time because you get this there's, there's that almost tactile you can look at a book and you kind of know looking at like the um the pile. I don't know what the, the the like the pages from the side. You can see where you're. Sure, yeah, you can kind of look for. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes at me, Josh. <laughs> you knew what know. I meant.
2: Yeah, but
1: uh, the, you get a feel for. Well, you're gonna flick. One afflict one of through. the
2: things that, that that we talked about when we were discussing this during the week. Uh, I'm I'm going to use the really uh, pretentious term for it is as the is um, the the sense memory that you also get from reading through a physical book, right? Because it's when when yeah. when you're just looking at a screen, um, it, it it is it is just your eyes that are, that are involved. Whereas when you're reading through the book, there, there's the touch, and the there's the smell, and the there definitely is a a link between your ability to memorize things and using like you know multiple senses in the process. Because, mm-hmm. to the, the the risk of sounding a bit pretentious, like. When when you're reading off a screen, you you you're just observing it. You're you're reading off the screen. Whereas when you're reading the book, it's an experience, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's engaging more your senses, isn't it? As you, you kind yeah. of say as well. You know, you're you've got your touch. You've got there's a smell as well. Yeah. I mean, books have a smell. There's yeah. no there's no denying it. Whether oh, it's I new book, book smell, smell, whether it's it's musty book smell. You know, there there's there's that sensation to it. I love. I, I will buy a new book and I will literally like put it up to my face and be like. It. Any, Can anyone, I this? anyone that
2: says that they don't do that is a liar.
0: Yeah. So I, I was just I just as a complete side um, uh, quick show of hands uh, new book smell or new game smell what's better? New
2: book smell. New book. 100%.
0: New book. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay.
1: Any day of the week yeah. ticket your new game smell by
0: that. I like the smell of a new a freshly opened box game yeah
2: you're weird <laughs> oh, opening up his is opening up his like switch you're, games. you're
0: sniffing books and you're shaming me for Whoa. like being in this sniff
2: of that cartridge smell <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but um, i will say in defense of of pdf and electronic uh books i read a lot of adventures um and to to one buy them because more often than not the physical version is going to cost you more yeah. although we'll come back to that mm-hmm. uh but to store them as well especially when a lot of them can be crap um yes it's a lot more sort of space conscious for me and easy for access um because an adventure is not going to take you as long to read as a as a proper book they they can be anything from thirty mm-hmm. to sixty four hundred pages um yeah. they're great to have on your your you know your tablet or whatever your phone, and read on the yeah. train, the bus. You know back when we an, an adventure being like a like a single short campaign, right? Like that. Kind yeah, of like a, a sort of a four night session, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and they're they're great for digesting in that format because you don't really need to remember them unless you choose to run them. Sure. And then what I'll usually do is I'm, if I'm going to run an adventure, I'll uh, I'll either keep it on my tablet or I'll buy the the physical copy um, of it.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah, and that that kind of uh, goes into uh, like a point I was going to make is um it's more for like the mini gaming side of things where you're going to an event and you you know much easier to take your tablet with you than it is to take the core rule book and lord knows these core rule books are big nowadays. Um, but also your your individual codex or army book and whatever additional supplements you might be getting rules from as well. So uh,
2: can can I th- I'm gonna throw a spanner on the works here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm going to posit that for mini gaming, what's preferable to your digital product and your book is uh, reference cards. Ah. Uh,
0: yeah that's a fair point and the thing is the thing is usually uh, certainly like if you're you're playing like high level tournaments but for most games you you've probably committed a lot of the rules that your arm uh, that are relevant to your particular army or faction you've probably committed them to memory and it's more che- you, you're you've, you're more just checking things for reference if you yeah. need to double check something
2: and then uh, you're you're obviously yeah. instructed in the rule packs for these things to bring your army books and but that is really more for if your opponent has a question about something yeah. you just go there you go pass it to them but a, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of even like the army wide rules certainly in Age of Sigmar I can't really speak for 40k they actually have some way that you can physically you know like you, you can have some sort of visual aid them so it means that both you and your opponent can keep track of that Um, you know like Zinch have got the destiny dice yeah. you, a- you actually physically see a representation of the, the, the Zinch player's power on the table um, fire slayers have got their runes so a lot mm-hmm. of the time I've got my reference cards and if I've burned a rune I just flip it over
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. there's a, there's, a, there's similar things in 40k, like Necrons have their uh, protocols and that, that they have printed on cards, and likewise with Space Marines and the various doctrines and all of that. Um, so no, that's fair.
1: There was an interesting rule back when I used to play Dungeons & Dragons in the third edition, um, mm-hmm. which I think is applicable to Wargaming as well, which kind of predates digital media, but back in in those days, if you made a character, you could draw from so many books. You know, you could draw from mm-hmm. from ten to twenty hardback books, and it could get quite ridiculous. And obviously, if uh, you're going around to your friend's house and they don't have those books, you need to have those books as well. And what was an unwritten rule uh, that not only have have I had I used, but I've heard of other people using it as well? You could only use rules from the books you could carry. <laughs> so you become... nice. Because you had these big bugger hardback books, you know, the sort of A4-sized yeah. hardback books. You maybe only carry like five or six of those reasonably, especially if you were taking anything else. Um, so you would you would impose, you know, I need to be able to see these rules. So you have to carry, especially because we're little nerds as well, you have to carry five hardback books as penance for using that many. So, you know, I, you'd, I, you'd minimize... I, I, I...
0: I love the thought of uh, said little nerd actually starting to go to the gym to get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> so that, like, could are used carrying like... books? <laughs> yeah.
2: So <laughs> he carries busted character about with him. Um, I was and gonna now... say
0: like though like uh, c- could could you use uh, an aid? Could you could you use like a, a trolley for example?
2: I suppose, yeah. I mean, if you there really there.
1: wanted to get bullied on the way to your mates' house, pushing a trolley <laughs> of D and D books, so you
2: get you get battered, carting your wee granny trolley of D and D books <laughs> in it, Oh, but
0: the little like tartan trolleys, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's interesting because, in in a way, now obviously we're away from that and we're in the digital age, where you if you had a character that draws from from twenty to thirty different books, um, the the way they've had to kind of mitigate that in organised play communities. Is in in Adventures League. I don't know if it's still the case, but I know a couple of years ago you could only your character could only utilize three source books, uh, right. two or three source books that you couldn't pull from more than that. You you had to say like I'm using X, Y, and Z, and that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot take anything else from that. Be it race, class, bonus stuff, spells, you know, whatever it was. And equally, the way that Paizo did it when I did <laughs> find a society was in order to draw from a book, you had to prove you owned the book so okay. you you had to either have a photo of the book like in your house <laughs> oh, seriously right or I you had it to have
2: the day's paper next to it.
1: yep or you had yeah. to have like it had it in your because paizo had a digital shop and you had to have it in your your uh, like uh, basket type thing you know where all yeah, your sure. purchases went and i remember i was at a convention with ewan uh and ewan like said oh my, i'll use this thing and i was like you can't use that and he's like, why not? Because that's from this really obscure Adventure Path book that I know you don't have. And he, we stopped mid-game, and he gets his phone out and like goes onto the Paizo website and, like, Buys it in front
0: of me. <laughs> like,
1: now I own it,
0: <laughs> kind of thing. I like the mental image of uh, 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 people keeping like photos of their various supplements in their wallet, much like how most people <laughs> like your keep kids. photographs of their kids. There's
1: oh, like... my advanced players guide. Yeah. Look at him. Oh, he's a bit bit older now. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's 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 five now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's really coming on. He's not legal in this edition. Um, I think what what I quite do like as well about PDFs is the I, I'm quite meticulous about my physical books. Like mm-hmm. I get really if you ever like damage them, I I will like get that really kind of like <laughs> like just tense up and mm-hmm. uh, look quite like, freaked like out. Avid
2: and community, just pretty screaming. much exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: whereas if. With a PDF, obviously, a lot harder for that to be the situation. It's going to corrupt, so you can re-download it, kind of thing. So, yeah, that is a perk as well.
0: I'm gonna make after we finish recording. I'm gonna make you guys watch this YouTube video I watched yesterday, which I found fascinating, but gave me incredible anxiety at the same time. And it's a guy who's running a painting studio in Canada, I believe, and he used to be a GW store manager. And over the years, he's accumulated so much stuff that he's got a storage locker full of like old Games Workshop stuff, which is fascinating. But he's chosen to store it all loose in cardboard boxes, and I, and, and and I'm just, and like uh, doggy bags, and I'm just I'm just going no, no. Where's the organized? No, why would you do this?
1: What a savage! Uh, yeah. Like that I, I I don't even want to see it. don't send it to me because it'll just <laughs> make me really anxious and really angry um I hate it. like I'm like why why have stuff that has any kind of value, be it physical, material, monetary, emotional sentimentals, so call it what you will, right, mm-hmm. but not look after it like it just gets me so angry <laughs> <laughs> like Did I remember eat? like Tom's I, getting angry. I'd see people come that- to like conventions and like chuck down their RPG books and then stick like you know a sticky can of pop down next to it, and I'd be like, "What yeah. are you doing?" It's
2: <laughs> it's that folk, folk that chuck their models about and then they're like, "Oh, can I have a look at that?" Like, "No, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't touch my yeah. stuff.
1: I don't want to be in the same room as you." <laughs> so
2: just call just- it the beretta. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, just on the the sort of etiquette of oh, oh can I have a look at that model? Because that's something that like guys who play like Warhammer or like any miniatures game will do all the time. If they want to take a closer look at your paint job, they'll ask you first, right? Because you'd think that's common sense to today. Yeah, and but-
2: card gamers don't do this.
0: I was just gonna say. Yeah, you see, when I first started Magic the Gathering, and 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 like, I, so someone just picked up my card from across the table and like proper reddit and like excuse me can I can I help you I, I was exactly <laughs> the
2: same like the first time this happened like because because we both like started in wargaming and then branched mm-hmm. out into other games and the, yeah like yes. the first time I played a card game in a shop and someone did that I was so shocked that I didn't even respond to it. yeah because like yeah. you just don't do that
1: in the wargaming. same the same the same etiquette goes for dice as well in in everything I've seen. Someone just picks up your dice and rolls them and you'll be like, What are you doing?
2: Yeah, excuse me. That's...
1: D- it's like Ooh. you know, it's like they've reached to the table and grabbed your junk almost. You're like, what
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that if I ever wanna get under your skin the next time I'm playing against you.
1: What, grab my junk? No he yeah. would throw me off my game. Yeah. All right, Josh. That's a critical hit. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, I've, <laughs> I've,
2: I've really... got
0: no. I've, I, I I have no one to blame but myself for that
2: one. Like, I have no one to blame. I mean, like you could like the police showing up to the game is really going to throw everyone off, right? Like, <laughs> Dude, I was must... really
1: enjoying the game until the cops turned up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh there is right. there is this
1: sort of uh, uh, we're getting a slightly off topic, but yeah, the etiquette I think in, in these kinds of situations is important and I think some people just don't realise it.
2: Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And to bring it back back around to what we it's were originally professionalism. Discussed. Yeah, see. Um that's I think that ultimately is the uh that's the big thing in favour of physical books, right? It's the same reason by why people still buy, like, vinyl LPs rather than mm. downloading MP3 players. They're, they're like, MP3 players, MP3 files. Yeah, I, I understand the internet and
1: technology. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine Grandad Josh got kind of, don't me, one of those MP3 players! <laughs> Go on, son! <laughs>
2: He's absolutely smoking tonight, isn't he?
1: <laughs> He's on fire! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, it's not been it's it's not been a good night for me it's not been a good it's night it's
2: been a great night for us yeah i mean you're slag- <laughs> you're slagging yourself so <laughs> you're taking the sport out of it a wee bit but it's still fun right um but yes
0: uh it's the same reason why people buy vinyl lps rather than downloading mp3 files yeah files there you go uh, nailed, nailed it. it nailed it it, there's just something nice about like physically collecting and owning something, right? I don't know. It's, it's why we all kind of enjoy uh, an element of why we enjoy tabletop games rather than just playing video games all mm-hmm. the time as well. There's a tactile, physical thing there. I do
1: wonder if it's a bit of a generational thing, though. I I don't think the way we see that is going to necessarily translate to younger generations, right. Because I think because this is going to become more of a norm, you know, digital music and um, digital, you know, media of all all types. I I would be surprised if in generations to come, with the exception of maybe the more eccentric or or you know quirky individuals, um, that the hipsters of the future, as it were, um, if this Sci-fi doesn't by hipsters. Of... <laughs> start to that's weird. There's a weird image. hunk uh, I'm uh,
2: 2077. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I think it's going to start to to diminish. And I think obviously, as society grows and that's all well, space is at a premium. So like you're going to start to see people wanting to conserve space.
2: I'm not. I'm not sure about it. I mean, I th- I think I think maybe ten years ago I would have agreed with you, but I think I think. I think particularly given how much board games has taken off. Over the past few years, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a a direct repercussion of the fact that so much stuff has been digitized because, like, all of a sudden people want to sit around a table and play. I mean, like, that the the whole idea of people playing board games was seen as quite quaint until recently, and now it's this legitimate uh, medium all in its own right. Uh, so I I th- I think I think you'll always have that little sort of counterculture element because mm. we we are tactile creatures we do you know we like to experience things that's yeah. a
0: fair and, point and to yeah. to to compare to vinyl records again uh, over the last 10 years sales of vinyl records have been increasing each year year on year and you know people would have if you said that to people 20 years ago you'd have thought no, that's not possible. Like yeah. it, it's that's a dead medium.
2: Like, yeah, it's, it's even things like you you notice like pictures of food have mm-hmm. changed over like the past 10 20 years. Cuz it, it used to be like if you if you were advertising a burger it would be like perfect. Yeah. And, and you know you, no, you never got a a Big Mac that was perfect. But mm-hmm. now when they advertise food it's kind of rough around the edges. Mm. Like mm. they want it to look real, because I think like the, thats the way the zeitgeist's kind of shifting. Is people want something that's real, don't they? That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah
0: authenticity, right?
2: I—I uh, I
1: still have. You've just reminded me. I still have the first vinyl that I—I I ever owned. Oh, right? Yeah. I ever bought, and it's not right. cool. Right? Give me, give me two seconds. I'm gonna get okay. it. Whether you want to keep oh, talking, awesome. but I'll yeah. show you.
2: My my first vinyl is actually quite a cool one because again, okay. like, I, I I grew up during. The, the halcyon days of the the CD so the cassette mm-hmm. was phased out like when I was quite little but it, and it was pretty much all CDs yeah um, you know throughout my childhood but I I had the the Bioshock soundtrack I still have Ooh, it on a vinyl cool. yeah and it, it I don't care anyone says it sounds so much better on a vinyl it does. no it,
0: it like it does it does it definitely has like a different quality to it when you listen to something on vinyl.
1: Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm going to put it I on camera ready. and get your live reactions. This is oh, Tom's first vinyl. Oh, <laughs> Pinocchio! Oh, Disney's Pinocchio.
2: <laughs> were you? A, were you? I'm not, not even sure, sure what to make, make of it. that.
1: That's awesome. It's it's like uh, so. It's got uh, the four songs from the Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh,
2: which and are. So what, right, so you've got. Um, you've so got I was just going to say, Jiminy Cricket, when, 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 you, when wish you wish upon a star. when you wish upon a star. Upon a star, yep, that popular commercial, commercial <laughs> classic. You're from, you're from Ayrshire there, Josh? <laughs> um, so, you, so you've got. I'm um, having a when, you, when you wish upon a star. Uh, yep. Give a little whistle. Yep. He sings that. Oh, yeah. And then you've got An Actor's Life for Me. Hi, diddle dee dee, yep. Yeah, uh, and then you've got um, <laughs> was
0: was that an open parenthesis high diddly d close parenthesis No, the song is act actually called I didly d I didly d right.
2: yeah. Oh, okay. oh I, I, okay. didn't, I didn't know that, but that's they're, they're singing about how great it is being an actor. Um, lies, <laughs> and then the other one is uh, I've got no strings, isn't it? Spot on. Yep. Bang Oh on. yeah, there we yep. go. Called him. Ten so, points
1: yeah. to Benidorm.
2: To to Team Notorious BWP.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I should have acknowledged that earlier on the recording. Ben Ben's named himself on, on our squad cast system, uh, Notorious B, BWP. Yeah. Which is nice. Nice. Um, I can't remember what my first record was. It was... I think I got given a bunch... All at once, I got given a bunch of secondhand ones. I know one of them was uh, Simon and Garfunkel, "Bridge Over Troubled Water," which is that—that that that is great way great that album. is way more
2: embarrassing than Tom's Pinocchio one for sure.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa! None of you like Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah,
1: because none it's of just, us are
2: over fifty here. So
1: just like the image of like six-year-old Josh, he's got his Walkman on. And he's like, <laughs> "This hey, is my jam." Bridge. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you guys are crazy your guy's mental like Simon and Garfunkel's awesome there we go
1: were you born at 55 or something <laughs> you have Benjamin what? Button
2: disease
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that film existed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, right, so yeah, there's our little aside about vinyl records. There we go. So are we, are we are we closing on that? Is that so. how we're going to end
1: this? I think we need to, <laughs> for the sake of the right. listeners.
0: Well, guys, thank you very much for listening as always, and uh, until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. You're gonna
2: sing us out with a bit of the I love it.
0: <laughs> All around me are familiar places. That's not Simon and Garfunkel.
2: I was going say- <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drop a bit like Simon <laughs> and Garfunkel. Come Matt. World. <laughs>